Welcome to Once and Future Authors, changing lives one book at a time. I'm Stephanie Larkin, an author, independent publisher, and book coach. And each week we will be discussing processes and strategies to get your book finished and published and meet authors and publishing experts to tap into their experiences and expertise. There is one book out there that can change your life, and that is the book you write. So welcome aboard. This podcast is produced by Red Penguin Books, an independent publishing company working with authors of all genres. Whether you have a manuscript all ready to go, a book still stuck in your head, or perhaps even hundreds of handwritten sheets of loose leaf shoved in a drawer, visit redpenguinbooks.com and unleash your inner Welcome to the Once and Future Authors podcast. I'm Stephanie, and I am so delighted to be joined today by Lori Ames, who is an expert in book publicity. And who of us who have written couldn't use an expert in book publicity? So, Lori, I am so thrilled that you joined me today. And I'm so thrilled on a personal note to meet you, because, you know, you and I, we, we kind of travel in those, you know, orbits, like planets that never actually collide. So here we are colliding. <laughs> We are colliding and we are on Long Island together and I am absolutely thrilled to be here. I, I don't know how, I'm sure our cars must have passed on the Long Island Expressway at some point. <laughs> Back when we used to leave the house. But that's very true. <laughs> absolutely. So I'm so thrilled you're here. Tell me a little bit about how you got into this field and, and what you're doing. Well, way back when I when I went to Hofstra, they introduced a specialization in publishing. So I was an English major with a publishing specialization. I had my first job working for a mass market paperback publisher. Then I worked for a PR agency and discovered that I'd much rather make people famous than try and be an editorial and edit the great American novel and have to change anybody's words. Oh, isn't that scary to do that? People worked so hard at writing, and and my first job was an editorial assistant, and I would would go through it. It would pain me to have to tell somebody to change something. Mm -hmm. So I switched over to the PR side, and I get to talk all the time and share ideas and, and try and give people the exposure that they deserve after putting in all that time for writing a book. So I, I found my niche. Um, I worked at a PR agency in the city for a couple of decades. I worked before that at a book publisher and in 2010 started my own business and I stay out here in Babylon and do work globally, both with authors all around the world and with media all around the world. And it's fantastic. Well, you've been working globally for years. So, so working online, this is, this is right up your alley. You haven't even noticed, by the way, there's a pandemic. <laughs> well, I have noticed because I can't go anyplace locally, but honestly, I've been using Zoom for phone calls for a very, very long time. I like to do my new business calls via Zoom. I like to see my potential clients. I want them to see me. It's, it's much more engaging to, to have visual contact than to just be basically, quote unquote, selling on the phone. Selling on a phone or the way I get 9,000 emails a day trying to sell me an email. Yes, my email box is so overflowing that I'm almost not looking at it, and I need to. It's <laughs> a lot. Yeah, some of them might be clients. So there's that. Yeah, that's good. I had 369 emails in my inbox Friday morning, and by Saturday. 
Friday night, I had 77. It was Ooh. my goal to, to get a below 100. Good for you. Did you yeah, even like over 100 right now? But as soon as we're done, I'm going to knock them all down. That, that's a good goal. I hate what happened was, um, some right, and what happens is sometimes I see my emails on my laptop, on my desktop, on my phone. And I don't always file them. So I'd say probably half of them just need to be put into project folders. Save everything in case there's ever a question. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. That's a great idea. So tell me, what are in these files right now? What, what types of books or authors or projects are you working on right now? We specialize in nonfiction book authors. So I do a lot of business books. I do some health. I do some education. Um, I don't do politics or religion. I try not to get into too much controversy. Years ago, I did lots and lots of fiction. Um, I've worked with everybody from John Irving and Gail Godwin and Saul Bellow right on down the line. But that was years and years ago. And, you know, the landscape's changed. It's a lot harder to get coverage for fiction. And now with bookstores not doing book signings, it's even harder. Um, so I found this business, I sort of fell into this business book niche, and it's usually consultants and business owners and CEOs. And there's always ways to get coverage for business authors. They're using their book more as a business card, mm-hmm. whereas a novelist is writing out of love and passion for the book and wanting to share that idea. Um, nonfiction authors usually have other motives, not just selling books. So publicity for them works for different ways, either to solicit new clients, more content for their website, and, and things like that. Right, right. In that case, are you actually publicizing the book or publicizing the person? Is there, or is there a difference? If, if the client is the book publisher, we're publicizing the book. And all our focus is on book publicity. When the client is the author, then there's more latitude of the things we can cover. There probably will be more mention of their business and the press material. When we're looking for interviews, it doesn't necessarily have to be book focused, just sort of um, business genre focused. And then the book gets mentioned in their byline or, you know, just when they're referenced as author of, um, you know, so that's, it depends. When an author comes to me, if their goal is to sell books and to sell a lot of books, I probably recommend another agency because book sales is so hard. You, you can't control that. But if you want the publicity to build your brand, to spread a message, to leave a legacy, to garner more clients, to, to get other business deals or offers, um, pre-pandemic it would be to get speaking engagements. I don't know what post-pandemic is going to look like. Um, It gives us a lot more avenues to pursue on behalf of the client. Yeah, you and I think so much alike about this. I often say to people when they want to write a business book, um, there there really is, is very little in this world that gives you the credibility of having your name on the cover of a book. And the gains that you're going to get um, are not book sale financial gains. Quite frankly, many people gain the most quite frankly, giving the book away in some cases. Mm -hmm. It's not about book sales. It's about all those other things they get out of having the book. So I I see that you and I uh, agree on that. But I'm just 
I'm a little confused. You had mentioned um, if the author is the publisher, then you're pushing the book. And if the author is not, that's not. If if the client is the publisher. Okay. If the publisher hires us. Oh, I understand. I'm sorry. If the client is the publisher, then our mandate is strictly book. book publicity and to get as much coverage as possible just on the book. If the client is the author, we can do whatever the author wants. Right. Oh, that makes perfect sense to me now. Okay. So if I, like as a publisher, hired you, I want to sell books, but if one of my authors hired you, they want to promote their name. Correct. Makes Correct. And I view books as... And I think we're kindred spirits in that. A book, especially for a nonfiction author, is a big business card. It's the best business card they'll ever have. And if they're smart about it, they can write a book every couple of years. So their name is always being lifted up in those Google searches. You know, if somebody searches your name and wants to see what you did for the last 30 days, if you've been doing a book campaign, you're going to have placement after placement after placement. And that helps, especially for leadership management, sales authors. If somebody's comparing apples and oranges, you're going to be up there. I am so glad you said that. You are preaching to the choir here. (laughs) (laughs) I say that all the time to people who are considering a book, that it does that and, and so much more. You know, one of the things I love when a business owner or a professional or a consultant write, writes a book, not just that they get all of that, uh, you know, search engine rankings, but what it does to them inside. They stand taller. You know, they are prouder. Once they have that book, what it does for a person's self-confidence, they feel like they have actually accomplished, you know, it's a bucket list goal for so many people. And it, it should be because... Let's say there's three consultants pitching the same client. So the client wants to know what makes each person different. And everybody's going to have something different to say. But having that book and having those media clips really gives you an edge. It shows you can say, oh, look, I was interviewed or mentioned in Forbes or Inc. And if the other two people can't say that, I think it gives you a bit of an advantage. Oh, a huge advantage. Uh, So much so that there are speaker bureaus that if you're trying to sign up, you were talking about public speaking. If you're trying Mm -hmm. to sign up with a speaker bureau, right after name, the next question on many of those forms is book title. Like, like, don't even bother filling out the <laughs> form unless there's exactly, <laughs> exactly. You are so on target, Stephanie. Definitely. So, so, what kinds of things do you do with your clients to to get their name out there with their book? Well, we read the book. We write a press release. Some of that is is very basic. You need to do that because the press release is a positioning document. It doesn't. It's not for the consumer. It's written for the media. And what we do is we use that as a door opener. We send that out to our media list that we've cultivated here, and it allows us to have a conversation with the journalist. Maybe it's not about the book. Maybe the journalist is working on five other stories, and in the conversation, we can say, hey, you know what? He can talk about that, or she's an expert on that. It's just not what this book is about. Why don't you guys have a conversation anyway? So it allows us to to get 
a lot of guest writing opportunities, some interviews, some book mentions, podcasts, radio interviews, and we work globally. I mean, we get coverage in the U.S., we get coverage in the U.K., we get coverage in the UAE, we get coverage in India, we get coverage in Australia. With the internet, everything's international, and most business people and consultants are interested in having clients all around the world. Unless you're in a field where you're licensed in a particular state, there's no reason why you can't consult globally also, the same way we do publicity globally. That is so amazing what you're doing. And you're so right. It's a global economy now. So unless my license is Nassau County, mm-hmm. I can take a client anywhere. I mean, you have clients everywhere, don't you? Right. And I'm sure that you have clients that are not based on Long Island. Absolutely. And it's, it's the way of the world. This podcast isn't just a local podcast. This no. podcast, especially the way we're going to sh- you know, share it out, right. it's going to be seen and heard by people all around the world. So when a client says to me, oh, that's such a tiny outlet. And I said, but it's what you do with it that makes it more important. I don't care how many people listen to it, if it's recorded professionally and if it looks good and you put it on your LinkedIn and you put it on your Twitter and you put it on your website, you've created a a global outlet right there. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so glad you're getting your authors out there. Now, how do authors find you? I mean, we're going to tell them what your web address is right now. So Um, tell us that first, but then tell us how the rest of your clients found you. um, A lot of my clients find me through word of mouth and through recommendation. And um, lately, more and more through LinkedIn, actually. Really? Good stuff. Glad to hear that. Uh, So now now we can't do the bag. I had it. Um, Well, let, wait, let me tell you this funny story. So an author came to me um, to possibly do publicity on their book. I was recommended to them by their publisher. Their book was about link, mastering LinkedIn. So before I write a proposal, I always say, I need to read the book first, or at least 50 pages of the book. And he said, well, it's really not written yet. Let me give you um, a code so that you can take see what my LinkedIn course is like. The book is going to be based on the course. And I took this course. I followed probably 75% of the lessons in the course, and it changed my LinkedIn world. It really, really? Ooh. Do you mind giving a shout-out to what that course is? Because we have it, a lot of it's, it's, um, it's a LinkedIn mastery course. It's um, put out by Josh Steinle, S-T-E-I-M-L-E. I think he's amazing. And um, it's, it's terrific. I have a link to it somewhere. If anybody's listening and they want to know more about the course, you, they can just email me. I don't care if you're emailing me about PR, LinkedIn, any way I can help people. I try to always send them in the right direction. Oh, thank you. That's very generous of you. Uh, now that we've shouted out Josh, uh, tell <laughs> us your own. <laughs> I, and Josh, I got to get you on the show next. That's, that'll be my goal. Um, I'll hook you guys up as soon as we're done. <laughs> you know, because w- my goal is to get our authors, all of, all of them, give them the tools that they need to get their books out there. You are such a res- resource, and I'm guessing Josh is too, so I'll have to get him in there. 
Uh, remind us all about your web address since we've always oh, found out, John. My, my company is called The PR Freelancer, and the website is the PR as in public relations freelancer, F-R-E-E-L-A-N-C-E-R.com. And if anybody wants to email me, it's Lori, L-O-R-I, at theprfreelancer.com. And I don't have 300 emails in my inbox right now, but I don't mind if I do. It's fine. I get to everybody eventually. It just might not happen right away. (laughs) (laughs) She's working on it. She got them down below 70 yesterday. Yep. Yep. That's the goal. But I I, I do. I hook people up. I get a lot of inquiries from authors who are looking for publishers or looking for agents who don't have a proposal yet. I try and send people in the right direction. Well, you sound like a fabulous resource for our authors who want to get their name out there. And, uh, and you are, you and I both want to get them writing that book in the first place. That is for darn sure. If you're thinking about writing a book, write the book, reach out to Stephanie, reach out to me. We'll yes. point in the right direction, but book. It, you have to sit down and write it. Absolutely. Now, just curious, how many authors come to you? I, I, I understand Josh came to you before the book was actually written. Is that a common occurrence for you? Um, they have an idea for the book. Yes. A lot of times they'll come to me only because I've worked with so many people and I've been in the industry for a long time that I do get a lot of queries that are not necessarily PR related right at the beginning. I have a couple of authors right now who are at book proposal stage and, um, a couple of them, I can, I can work with them and give them some suggestions, introduce them to agents or publishers. Um, I have, peers who specialize in helping authors write book proposals. I can send people to you and you can publish their book. I mean, it's, it's like that. I like to, I'm not one of those people who, okay, if I recommend somebody, I want a referral fee. Yeah. My attitude is if I know somebody who can help you better than I can, I'm just going to give you their name and their email address and contact information and send you on your way and wish you the best of luck. We're, we're all in this together. There's a saying I love that when the tide comes in, all of the boats rise together. I'm a fishing person and we're on Long Island. So that's such a perfect phrase. I love that's, it. Isn't that a perfect phrase? We're all in this together. Now, yes, we I mean, are. Since you do get people who haven't yet written the book, let me go back one step further and ask you this question. If someone came to you and they have some ideas, um, are there certain sure. books or um would you be able to talk to them even at that stage about what particular niche in a broader topic might be best for the publicity? Does that make sense as a question? It actually does make sense. Yes. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. Sometimes people come to me and say, I'm writing a memoir and I'm like, well, who outside your family is going to want to read it? What is the big hook? Is there drama or trauma or something utterly amazing? Or is it a book that you're writing and it's going to be published and you're just going to give it as gifts to your family and that's it? You have to, you have to think about that. If somebody comes and says, everybody who's read it says it's terrific, I want to get a publisher, I'll say, how many of those people are you not related to? <laughs> because it's true. We have to be a little bit more you know, objective about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with traditionally published authors and self-published authors. So self-published authors, they have to show me this book has been professionally edited. It's been professionally designed. 
they've worked with somebody who knows what they're doing. Um, if somebody is just, let's see, books that don't work for me. Um, you know, I got divorced and here's what I did. And I'm not a psychologist and I'm not a psychiatrist and I'm not an attorney. Sorry, not, that's not a client for me. Gotcha. But if it's somebody who's credentialed in the field, mm-hmm. that always helps. If you're writing a book and you're not credentialed, but it's in a field where there are many credentialed people, have somebody write the introduction for you. Have co-write it. Give yourself more, um, more legitimacy, for, for lack of a better word, right now. No, very important. So right on the money with that. That's great advice for somebody to, um, to think. I, I always tell people when they come to me first, um, think of what your goal is. You know, don't start with, oh, I have this idea. That's lovely. (laughs) Where do you you want this to go? What what audience do you, in your dream, are you in front of? Who's the client across the desk? What are the things in your life, in your ideal world, where do you want to be a year from now, five years from now, etc.? And then we need to write the book that gets you in front of that audience. Not that's smart. That's yeah. Thinking of the goals right from the get go is that's amazing advice. They don't all listen, but I try. <laughs> <laughs> well, I keep a bag of magic wands in my office, and uh, many times after a conversation, we'll send somebody a magic wand to try and get them on the path. I love that. Oh gosh. I might have to and if I was sitting in my desk and not in somebody else's office, which is quieter, I'd be waving a magic wand for you right now. Well, sometimes people think that we have magic wands and we can do things without them putting in a little bit of effort, too. So, Well, I do have magic wands. I have a tiara. I wear them whenever necessary. I'll put them on in the middle of a phone call if I have to. You have a tiara? Um, but... You are getting me so jealous here that you Uh, have Yara. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sometimes I need to be the princess of my own domain. Um, But, you know, I'm I'm not your typical corporate straight-laced person. If if there's a way to have fun while you're doing what you're doing, I'm going to take that path. I am right there with you. Absolutely. Tiaras and magic wands, whatever it takes, I am right there with you. (laughs) Well, post-pandemic, we'll have to have a tiara and magic wand party in person. I I actually have a client who sent me, it's in my office here somewhere, a superhero cape because she told me I was her superhero. So I do have I have a red superhero cape. Maybe I'll be wearing it during the podcast. I was going to say, if I had known all this in advance, we could have just been decked out and capes and tiaras and magic wands and had a party. Lori, next time you're on the show, we're doing the whole thing. I promise. You got it. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm all for it. Love that. That would be a blast. Now, I was, my next question is about what tips you would give us. Now, number one tip is, by the way, contact theprfreelancer.com. That's our biggest tip for the day if you want to get your name out there. But 
until and that's they, after you've contacted Stephanie Lewis to get your book published. Whoever you want to call first, you're going to go back and forth between the two of us and get that book out there. So, uh, but aside from those incredibly valuable tips to go to the PRfreelancer.com, um, what else would you tell someone who came to you and said, I want to get my name out there more. I want to get my book out there more, you know, some groundwork. Yeah, first you have to decide how much time you have to put into doing publicity. If you're running a company and balancing a family and you have very little time, you have to tell that to your publicist up front because doing publicity is time-consuming and there are going to be deadlines. Also, not every publicist is the right publicist for you. If you're a novelist, I'm not the right publicist for you, but I will find you the right publicist if I think the book is good. And I have worked with novelists in the past. Actually, I've worked with Stone Grissom from News 12. He does a lot of um, charity work um, for, uh, for my family mm-hmm. because my son's a brain cancer survivor. And in exchange, I did some publicity on his novel. So I've done novels in the past. It has to be a very special case. But if you come to me with a topic that I don't feel I'm strongest at, I will recommend somebody that I know is going to do a kick-ass job. So... You have to decide, you have to find the right publicist, and you have to decide in your own mind a couple of things, how much time you have to devote, how much money you have to invest, what your goals are, what you expect your return on investment to be, and ask your publicist how realistic your expectations are, because managing expectations is the biggest part of the job. Oh. I love that you said that. I can't thank you enough that, that you and I are in the same boat managing expectations and putting it right out there as for saying how much time, how much money, what are your expectations? And and you can then say to someone, look, you're giving me five minutes and $20 and yet your expectations are all the way up here. <laughs> I think that's so fabulous to, to, to get people thinking of it. Don't people think that, I mean, I don't know if you've had this problem with the, with the five minute $20 people who think that they're going to be, you know, doing a TED talk. Right. And don't tell me that, you know, you have money saved for your child's college, but you can dip into that. I don't want that. I want your child to go to college. You know, so be realistic. There are publicists who work at different levels. They have different skill sets. Everybody has um, a general specialty. There is a publicist out there for you, but you just have to be honest and realistic. You have to be honest with your and realistic with yourself and with whoever it is you're going to work with in any situation. I think that's so wonderful. Clarify at the beginning. And therefore, when you get to the end you'll feel like you reached your goals because your goals were attainable and that your resources to hit those goals were available. Absolutely. I think that that's a fabulous thing. If we can get everybody to do that, have attainable goals and available resources, life would be easy. We wouldn't need the magic wands. But you know what? We still need the dreamers. We still need those who aspire to things that we don't might not think are realistic. And sometimes it's fun to try to reach for the stars. Uh, you know, that's what makes the world go round. But when it becomes, when it's a, you know, this is a, a business deal. So there has to be some realism built in right at, at the front. Absolutely. So such valuable advice for all of our writers out there. So, and I would add to that, get writing, get cracking, 
You know, absolutely. Especially if you're still work, if you're working from home or you're temporarily furloughed or life is upside down because of the pandemic, now's the time. There's no excuse. Now you should write. Right, right. You're absolutely right. Because, you know, weeks from now, months from now, years from now, if you didn't start, where are you? Get started. Yeah, but sleep is overrated. I've been saying that for years. (laughs) 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 Absolutely. Well, Lori, I cannot thank you enough for joining us and what valuable advice you've given to our listeners so that they can, you know, really think about what they want. But also, like you said, the, the sky could be the limit. We want those dreamers because writing a book and having it well positioned can give you something that nothing else can. So, you know, with the right book in the right hands, the PRfreelancer.com, you can absolutely make a huge splash in your industry. Thank you, Stephanie. <laughs> any, any big uh, success stories you want to share with us? Oh, gosh. I mean, I've been doing book publicity for a very long time. So, you know, sometimes the success story is getting just the right placement for just the right person. Sometimes it's working with somebody famous. Um, I just like getting the coverage. I get excited over a small blog. I get excited over Harvard Business Review because it's what we're supposed to be doing and what we're supposed to be getting for our clients. So if the client is happy, I'm happy. If the client isn't happy, I find a way to make them happy. That's the goal. (laughs) I have no doubt. And then she's going to pop on the camera and we're all going to be happy. (laughs) Well, thanks again so much for joining us. And I hope that our listeners are getting active and getting out a pen. That's what I want. That sounds great. Well, a pen. Let's see. How about a computer keyboard? All right. All right. You think that people don't write with pens? Do you know how many handwritten manuscripts I still get? Do you still get them? I think that's amazing. I actually like paper and pen, but I know that my younger employees tend to, to, everything is typed and it's just so interesting. And young or old, everybody can write a book. I mean, it's easier when they, they type it, but I've had three handwritten manuscripts this year already. I love it. I think that's wonderful. (laughs) I'll take whatever you send me. I'm good. (laughs) Well, Lori, thanks for joining us. And to all of our viewers out there, thank you so much for joining us. And get going on that book. And after that book is all ready, get going on that publicity. Thanks so much for joining us for Once and Future Authors. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Reviews help other interested listeners to find the show, so your review could launch new books every day. Thanks again for joining us, and happy writing.